What's going on, coaches? We had our very first scrimmage at Broken Arrow. Uh, got to finally get out on the football field. Few things obviously different, as you guys all know, but at least the kids got to go out there play football. We get to go out there and coach football, so we're really excited. Uh, this coming Saturday, we play on ESPN at uh, 3 p.m., I believe, Central. Uh, so you guys can, if you're fiending for some football and you guys don't have your own football on Saturday, we'll be on ESPN playing Bentonville West. Um, and Coach Walls is also getting geared up for their season to start as well. So uh, we're looking forward to it. If you guys need anything from us, we've got videos, our podcast, um, our merchandise, everything you guys hopefully could need from us over at runthepower.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Guardian Caps. Do you have linemen? Are their helmets getting scuffed up during inside run period? If so, there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows your guys are taking during the week. Guardian Caps reduces 20 to 33% of the impact, really focusing on those big guys in the trenches, like we coach. Worn by Clemson, Texas, Oklahoma, Washington, Virginia, 150 other colleges, and over 1,500 high schools across the country, including mine at Broken Arrow and Coach Walls in Ankeny. They are currently running an early bird promo. It's an unbelievable uh, price for them right now, 40 caps for $2,000 uh, with 10 of them for free, plus 10 free. So you get 10 free ones as well. Check them out in our free show uh, in our show notes or go to guardiansports.com slash football. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to high schools around the country. Whether you write your own programs, have a full-time strength coach, or need training programs, Team Builder can make your program better. Right now, Team Builder is offering a 10-week off-season football training program with a two-a-day speed and agility program. This template even comes with videos from some of the top SEC strength coaches that will show you how to run your weight room. Visit their website and enter the code RTP to get the off-season football training template and start your 14-day completely free trial at teambuilder.com. Again, enter code RTP at teambuilder.com, which is team, B-U-I-L-D-R.com. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our guys over at Just Play. The team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, as you guys know, uh, and it's been a game changer for us. If you've seen us on Twitter or uh, have talked to us about this at all. We obviously especially love the playbook tools that allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes, as you guys know, power, counter, inside zone, pin and pull, uh, and formations, so we can save time and be more productive. That's the biggest part. Saves time on defenses, saves time on, on inputting offensive uh, formations, and then easy to draw the play out. Just Play is a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120, which is an unbelievable $60 off the normal list price. Uh, this offer has been extended uh, and won't last forever. You can get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Don't wait. Go do it today. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Carlos Lynn. Coach Lynn is the head coach at Cedar Hill High School in Cedar Hill, Texas. Listen, we talk with Coach Lynn about managing one of the largest and most successful programs in Texas. He also shares with us the philosophy of turn those horns loose on both sides of the football. You can follow Coach Lynn on Twitter at Carlos Lynn. Hope you guys enjoy. Coach, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. Uh, again, kind of how, how I had first heard of you was was Coach Now. He came up here to, to Broken Arrow at a time for a year and, and coached before heading back to Texas and and always talked really highly of you. I, I can't remember where he was, um, you know, on staff with you, but he was on staff, you know, with you. Uh, and and everyone down here was wondering, up here was wondering, hey, who's, who's the new Cedar Hill coach going to be? And, and he kind of had, you know, he said it was his guy. And so – uh, we kind of, you know, I kind of learned about you from Coach Now, but oh, man. It, it's nice to get to connect with you. That's good stuff. Well, I, like I said, I, I appreciate the opportunity, man. And now, you know, now he uh, he was doing his student teaching at uh, Arlington Seguin when I was the head coach there. And uh, some of the guys were like, man, this this guy here, he's going to be a good coach, coach. He just kind of want to. Kind of want to hang out and, and be a part. I said, should he hang out? I'm gonna put his butt to work. 
you know. <laughs> so that's kind of how that how that started. And then uh, he uh, Joy was looking, Coach McGuire was looking for a guy uh, uh, to you know kind of do some things over at Cedar Hill. And now hadn't found him found him a job yet. And so I got him hooked up with with with, with Joy McGuire over at Cedar Hill when he was the head coach. And shoot, the rest is history. Well, Coach, so, so how we always start this thing is, is again, we kind of know you a little bit, but kind of introduce yourself to everybody and, and give everyone your, you know, your football background, your football journey, if you will. Obviously, uh, everyone in, in Oklahoma and Texas knows about, about Cedar Hill, but, but we're listened to by, by people all across the country, uh, across the world at times. So kind of give everyone your, your football journey from playing days to coaching and how it brought you to where you are now. Okay. Well, I um, I grew up in in, in Dallas, you know, born born and raised in Dallas. Um, I went to uh, Wilma Hutchins High School. Uh, I guess no, notable 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 player coming out of Wilma Hutchins is uh, Ricky Dixon. Um, he he was a little bit little bit ahead ahead of me, but I uh, played played at Wilma Hutchins under uh, Robert Robert Woods, who was fortunate enough in in 1990, you know, to win Class 4A state state championship there um, and I went on from, um, from Wilma Hutchins High School uh, to play at East Central University there in Ada, Ada Oklahoma and uh, Todd Graham he actually recruited me out of out of high school East Central was his alma mater and that was his first college job so he was a DC there and he came recruited recruited me out of, out of Wilma Hutchins and uh, we had a uh, you know we won we won the OIC in 1992 at, at East Central, and in 1993 we was fortunate enough to win the uh, the NAIA national national championship there at uh, at East Central. So I finished finished in East Central in '95. Um, from there, I, I went had an opportunity to go back uh, to my alma mater as a coach at, at Wilma Hutchins High School. So I coached there from uh 95 to 1998 under my old o-line coach dean dean jackson and uh I, from there i got an opportunity not only to play for robert woods but i got an opportunity to coach for him at cedar at cedar hill um and uh coach woods retired and uh joe mcguire got the job there in in, in 2003 and i was uh ele elevated elevated there as defensive coordinator and shoot we Got it. Got got. Tried to get that thing going pretty good. You know, hadn't hadn't uh, won a playoff game in the school in the school's history, and we make the playoffs in 2006 and run run a table and uh, go 16 and 0 and win it win it all. So that was a you know that, that was lightning in a bottle right there. And I, I coached one more season at, at Cedar Hill and got my first head coaching job at Arlington Seguin. So I coached from uh, 2008 to uh 2016 in uh at in at Seguin had a you know a, a pretty pretty good you know kind of revamped that program and, and and didn't quite reach all of our goals but we were respectable and had had some had some good seasons and I came back as as the head coach and and sit here here in 2017 and uh you know the past two years we've been um district champions in the, in probably by far you know the toughest district in the state of Texas they call it the District of Doom. Uh, so we, we we're pretty proud about that. Uh, come up short in the playoffs, you know we feel like we had two pretty good teams and we could you know uh, got snuck in the first round and and, and and eighteen which was a shocker probably probably the most you know craziest upset in the Texas State High School football playoff history. And uh, then we. Came back, came back again this year, and and lost another another crazy one. You know, we were we were up, you know, forty one to fourteen against Dengar, and they get three consecutive onside kicks and end up beating us. You know, fifty to fifty to forty one is one of the craziest things I ever seen in my life. So we felt like we we had let 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 a couple of games slip away. We feel like we uh, we revamped. Our quarterback just committed to Tennessee. You know, he's the number one rated quarterback in the state of Texas this year, Caden Salter. So we're really, really excited about, you know, get, getting him going. So hopefully he'll he'll make us all look good this year. Well, Coach, you're not, you're not lying. When, when brackets come out and we're in Oklahoma looking at ours and then 
and then you look down at, at Texas, you know, I, I've always kind of said, I think that, and just by having us come down to certain Texas teams, there's some top tier Oklahoma teams that can play with, or even beat some of the top tier Texas teams. But where Texas is so far and above is everyone is so close to the top tier you know, the guy that wins state and the, and the team that gets beat out in the first round are so, so close. Yeah. The, the amount of talent throughout is really just unbelievable. And especially, like you said, in the district that you guys are in, you're, the playoff so run that you guys got to make is, is unbelievable. It is. It is. And, you know, it's, it's all about the bracket. You know, uh, you know it, it, it was, it's been some years here that, you know, the bracket failed just right, you know, and, and, and it takes, you know, luck and preparation, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you can, if you can avoid some of those, you know, teams until later rounds when you got it going, you, you're probably better out, but it's a, lot, it's a lot of good teams to get clipped early, you know. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, Coach, I'm excited. You know, we're at a high school at, at Broken Arrow that's, that's a big 6A high school in Oklahoma, and so the tough part, I think, for our – head coach, I would assume, is, um, you know, he was an um, offensive line coach, and so he's got a really good group of kids, and he's used to being around 15, 20 kids managing that. And then you take that step up, and you got 150 kids in your program, just sophomores to seniors. How, how do you deal with having so many, so many kids that you're coaching? I mean, it, it's, it's more than a college. I mean, th- those colleges only allow, you know, 120-some kids. And, you know, and you're – you're responsible for 150 and, and knowing all 150 kids. And also, you know, being a football coach, that's on top of just, you know, going around and, and making sure 150 kids, like you've talked about, have something to eat, ha- are doing their homework. And that's not even the football stuff. How do you try to manage that and go through that with so many football players? Well, you know, uh, in, in, any good head coach to tell you that, you know, their, their success is going to depend upon, you know, uh, how well and how relational their uh, assistant coaches are with their with their kids in their position. You know, we we cannot, you know, we we we're gonna we're gonna put a high a high premium on on making sure that we build those relationships. So I put a lot I put a lot on my assistant coaches. Um, you know, I I oversee I oversee it all. But uh, my assistant coaches, they they have to really, really get in the trenches with the, with their kids and uh and, and be the eyes and the ears of the program to know to know what's going on, and 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 for me, you know, I have to, I have to have uh, a relationship with the kids where they feel like at any time they can come to me, at any time they can you know they they can express their concerns without, you know, getting their head chewed off or without any, any kind of, you know, friction being, being involved with it. So we have to make them feel comfortable because if not, you, you won't get to all of the kids in, in, in your program because they don't feel, they don't feel safe. Uh, you know, uh, we always, we always talk about um, Maslow's hierarchy of, of, of human needs and that, and that, and that safety and that belongingness, man, I think for teenage boys, that's a that's a big 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 piece, and once they once they feel like they're loved and they're cared for, and, and and the coaches have their best interests at heart, I think it's easier to get to get to them, and those problems get cited a lot faster when when that when that happens because someone is going to be willing to say something to either me, the coordinators, or the position coach. Coach, I know. You know, obviously, if you if people follow high school football, I mean, there's there's coaches all across the country that have heard of, of Cedar Hill, and they know you know the wonderful athletes that you guys do have. Um, you know, me being a lot closer to it, I also really really respect you guys. You know, and being able to see it from afar and 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 studying a little bit. But your guys' off season program, you know, the the discipline that you guys have within the program, and then. You know, I've, I've always been enamored with kind of with your guys' motto, you know, the TTHL. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of that, you know, not only the, the tradition and history of Cedar Hill, but, you know, what are some things you're trying to instill in your program? Because it's not all just flashy, fast, great athletes. There's a lot of preparation and discipline behind what you guys do. 
Absolutely. You know, Brad, Brady, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, sometimes those things get lost in the, uh, in the sea of athletes. And, and if you ask any, you ask any coach that has uh, had a talented team uh, 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 had, a, had, a, had, you know, have had a stream of talented teams, uh, that coach will probably tell you that those teams with the rich talent uh, are a lot more difficult to manage than those teams that probably were less, were less talented. Um, you know, uh, managing, managing the discipline, the, 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 the egos, you know, it's, you know, with, with a lot of talent, it's still just one football on that football field. And uh, you have to really, uh, you have you have to really, uh, we we just call it our operations. You know, have to be really tight, and we have to really be able to uh, make sure that we delegate, and uh, and 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 not only that, make sure that that that, that those guys are are feeling like they're being being used. You know, you talk about the the, the tradition of, of of Cedar Hill. You know, when I first got to Cedar Hill back in uh, 1998, you know, Cedar Hill uh, was, you know, kind of the doormat of the district. You know, we, mm. we went three and seven, we went two and eight, we went four and six. And uh, the strange thing about that is that we always had talent. We always had a, 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 a stream of talent to run through Cedar Hill. Um, and, and, and when Coach McGuire took over in 2003, you know, uh, we 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 wanted to, we wanted to we felt like you know Coach Woods when I, I played for Coach Woods and Coach Woods was a a split beer guy, and we played a you know we played a six one six one defense read defense, and uh, during that time you know that's when the the you know the the, the evolution of the spread and you know if, if you remember uh, Sam Hurl his first extent at Ennis. With, 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 with Graham Harrell, his son, and all those guys, they were throwing the ball around. And we felt like we had those same type of kids. We felt those, we had those same type of athletes. And, and that's kind of how TTHL came about. I, I, I told Joe, I said, man, we got to turn these boys loose. And that's what it turned to, turn, turn these horns loose, turn those horns loose. And, and once, we, once we turn those guys loose, we, we attacked more on defense. We, we spread the ball out on offense. We got our guys in space, on air, and it just became trouble. And, and, and as we began to really, really reinvent ourselves, you know, um, we, we started to gain some momentum. And, 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 the, and, and, and the psyche and the identity of our team began, began to change. And, and then, you know, in, in 2005, we, made, we won a district. Uh, we, we played Allen in the first round, and we lost a heartbreaker down there and uh and our kids were, were sick so you know getting into how how we started to begin to to operate our discipline structure after 2005 we felt like there was something missing there was something missing in our program and we felt like we needed to do something to uh to gain the mental edge and that's when we started our boot camp in off season and i and, and the city hill boot camp is you know probably nationally renowned mm -hmm. now you know just because it was it was it's, it's something that we believe in. It's a lot, I know a lot of people don't believe in boot camp, but we feel like the boot camp, you know, there, there's nothing physically uh, strenuous that our kids can't do in boot camp, but it's more about the details. It's more about the small things. It's more about the discipline, and it, and it extends not only in that in that class period, but it extends all the way into the classroom. You know, we have boot camp standards. As soon as you walk on campus, you know, you have, your shirt has to be tucked in. You can't sag, you know, uh, you can't have your ear pods on in, in, in the hallway. Those things, those things, those, those little things that, that people, uh, you know, might not say, you know, is going to, going to uh, affect the win and loss column. But if we can't trust you to be uh, a great young man out of our presence, it's easy to do in our presence. Everybody's going to be a yes, sir, no, sir guy in front of you, but what are you gonna do when our backs are turned? What are you gonna do? So it's, it's a trust issue. And uh, you know, we eat, they have to, during boot camp, they have to eat lunch together, you know, and I, in our off season, we're probably gonna have maybe close to anywhere between 230 and 250 kids. And they eat on C lunch and they have to find some kind of way to eat together. 
you know, on, on Monday, Tuesdays, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, they have to dress alike. Uh, so we find little things to make sure that, 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 that we can trust them uh, on, on the field. If we can trust them out the field, we can trust them on the field. The football has always been the carry. And uh, they're, they're going to do what's right for football. But are you going to do all the other little things right? If we get an email from a teacher, you know, that, you know, little Johnny's not behaving up to her expectations in that classroom, now when they come to boot camp, they have to get into the, what we call the circle of infractions. Anybody, anybody that get in that circle of infractions, the whole team has to do some type of uh, corrective action, some type of punishment, because one person uh, did something that, that was not, you know, uh, above the line, according to our standards as, as a football program. You know, I always tell you, and the kids smack their lips and, 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 and be upset about it, but it's just like, it's just like jumping outside. They don't just move the person that jumped outside five yards back. They move the whole team back. So we try to ingrain that mentality of, of, of doing, doing things right all the time. We have an opportunity. When we go to boot camp, we have a week of classroom instructions where we go over our core values and we go over uh, some, some key words and some key things. You know, we're real big on the BCD, no BCD, uh, no blaming, no complaining, no defending. You know, those things that we, those attributes that we want them to master during boot camp. And, 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 and above all, we want all those things to carry over into the season or else boot camp was a failure. That's our, that's our, uh, that's our takeaway. That's our litmus test is have our, have our boot camp mentality carried over into the actual games and practices during the season. And that's how we try to make sure we maintain that discipline uh, discipline those athletes. Everybody is the same. All the prima donnas. When 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 we when we have to do push-ups, we probably do ten thousand push-ups a day, and they got to do them. It, it, there's there's no hiding. The coaches turn into drill sergeants, and they're, they're very demanding. And, and, and that's how we maintain that discipline of everybody in the program, regardless of your stature. Coach, I'm curious. You're you're exactly right. It's it's nationally known about boot camp. I kind of have two questions. Um, my first one, though, is what are you what are you doing with those kids that are baseball players or basketball players or or they're in track? Are are they able to get boot camp at a different time? Do they just you know they're at their other sport and so they'll they'll just kind of get in where they fit in at a later date? How do you guys you know work that? Because I do know that those other sports are especially in Texas are are very you know popular to to have kids playing multiple sports. Right. You know, um, typically, and it just depends on how far the basketball team goes, uh, boot, camp, boot camp is just beginning when their season is over with. Okay. If they make a deep run in the playoffs, of course, you know, those kids continue to play. But when, that, when the basketball season is over, those guys that play football, they will come right on in to boot camp. Uh, baseball, you know, if, if you're not on a varsity, if you're not a varsity baseball player, I, I base myself and Coach Collins, who's the head baseball coach, we have a great, great relationship. So he allows those, uh, if those younger guys, those freshmen and JV guys, if they're not, if they're not on varsity, they go through football. So they're not even in, they're not even in the baseball period. So if you're not directly helping the varsity baseball team, then you don't, you don't miss boot camp. So that's at Cedar Hill. It's not very few, just great. There's very few very great baseball players, so we'll we'll miss maybe one or two kids in baseball. So we'll we'll typically find out those kids kind of they'll they'll miss out, but they are getting that actual they're, they're competing. They're, if they're competing in the spring at a high level, I'm good with that, you know. Um, and in track and powerlifting, we those work hand in hand. Everybody does that. So if uh, our powerlifting, we have two sessions. We have a morning session. We have an evening session. Most of the track guys, uh, you know, they'll, you know, we still go through off season. So where I, where our schedule is, is our off season period is 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 uh, right before the last lunch. So we get we get we get in the middle of the day. So the track guys typically go to their morning lift. They go to off season and then they go to track after school. So boot camp is from, you know, I start we, you know, when school starts at eight fifteen and it's over at at three forty five. So They'll get the boot camp experience throughout the day, and then after school, they'll get their their uh, whatever their extracurriculars are. 
That is awesome. And, and, and just another reason I think that when you look at some of the top notch programs is, is how they develop those, all those extra things into it. I mean, it's, it's really easy to say that, Hey, we're going to have this boot camp, and then, but then you lose, you know, half your kids cause you don't have a relationship with the baseball coach or you don't have it figured out with track where those kids can do it. I think that obviously where, where set what sets you guys and the other great programs apart is that you've thought those things through and that you've worked and that you have a good relationship with all those people and that they've got a good relationship with you and understand those what's big or, or what's the most important for those kids. Absolutely. So, Coach, my other question with, with the boot camp was you guys come in and, and start boot camp, you know, uh, back whenever you guys started it. Was there a lot of – because I think there's a lot of coaches that would like to go into a high school um, – start this have this you know it's obviously such a benefit was there a lot of of pushback from the kids was there a lot of pushback from from the the parents how did you guys obviously you you not being the head coach at the time but I'm sure you were around and heard it how did you guys deal with that if there was some uh, how did you guys you know traverse those those that time of starting boot camp what I tell you what you know um you know, Rowdy, the, those kids, those kids of Cedar Hill, they they are a, a special breed of kid, first of all. Uh, they want to win so bad. And, 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 and like a lot of kids in, in great programs, they are, they are truly coach pleasers. And <clears throat> throughout the years, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy, but they want to do boot camp. They want to, they want the challenge. Uh, the, what has made and, and, and it's, 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 it's pure circumstance that our boot camp hit when it did, and then we won a state championship right after our first boot camp. So that kind of has some kismet to it, you know. Those, right. those, those, those kids feel like there's a there's a correlation, there's a direct correlation between boot camp and winning, you know, a, a state championship. So the embrace of of, of the boot camp by the kids, by the community, by the school is, is overwhelmingly favorable just because they understand that, you know, the, the, the fruits and the harvest of, of what a good boot camp can, can produce. So there, there's really no, no kickbacks. Even if there is, there's so much of a, of, of a, of a favor for it. If you speak against it, you're going to be the outcast. You're going to be the one that's, that's going to that's gonna have trouble with it. They embrace it to the nth degree. And they under they understand that it's not personal. They understand that, you know, we're gonna be only as strong as our weakest link. So we we push them to the brink and we tell them, man, we we, we try to make somebody quit. You know, in that circle of infraction, I get with our band director and he brings one of those big, big orchestra gongs and we put it in the middle of that gym. And anytime you feel like you've had enough, you, it's just like on, uh. Uh, saving Private Ryan and all those other Navy SEAL movies, go ring the bell, go go hit go hit that go hit that gun, and uh, those kids they they view it more as a challenge, and the coaches are doing everything that we can to try to break them, rebuild them up, and uh, it's embraced though they they want they want to challenge, but they know they know if they can beat boot camp, we're gonna have a good season. Coach Lynn, you know, you know, the, obviously with the, the story past and history and the great players you've had to come through, I, I'm interested to hear, you know, kind of some of, you know, your stories of success, you know, maybe guys that have come back and, you know, maybe it's a story about, man, you know, I got married or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, being the head coach and being that role model, I think for so many kids, there's got to be, you know, a few cool stories that, you know, from Cedar Hill kids who maybe came up from you know, rough beginnings and all of a sudden had some bumpy roads, but came out on the other side of the football program and, and have, have been a real success in life. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, our uh, current uh, offensive line coach right now, Adam Shedd, uh, he, you know, he played, played at OU and played at, uh, you know, played, had a stint with, with the Chicago Bears at, you know, offensive guard. You know, he's, he's one of those stories, you know, uh, you know, Shedd was a big, you know, big teddy bear back in the back in the day. You know, he started off as a as a band kid and man wasn't very aggressive and man turned out to be, you know, dang all state player and you know went on and 
and was a real big contributor there at, at, at OU and had an opportunity to go play, go play in the NFL. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, Chris, Chris Francis, who uh, played linebacker at, 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 at Baylor. And uh, he's famous, famous for the, uh, the fourth and inches goal line stand in the, in the state semifinal game against, against Garland that, that, that propelled us into the state championship game in, in 2006. You know, he still comes back and he does our, uh, our Saturday, our Saturday morning uh, uh, recovery, recovery workout. And, uh, you know, he, he does, he does fitness and, and, and training for, for a living. So we have those guys that, 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 that peep in, you know, we have a, a Chris, Chris Wesley, who I remember him as a, as a daggum fourth grader at, at, at Little Longhorn Camp. He's a, uh, his 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 father his father just passed uh, this this uh, spring and uh, he's now the senior pastor at 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 a, at a at a local church here Antioch Fellowship uh, Missionary Church Missionary Baptist Church and he does our he's our FCA character coach he comes back and and uh, pours into all all levels of our program freshman JV and a varsity team every week you know uh, you know so those those kids man they. The, the, you know, I was talking to uh, Coach Gilbert, who's the head coach at Lancaster last night. I was talking to him. We were just talking. I was just talking about our sidelines on Friday night, and he just he just cut me off because he's been to a couple of our games. He's like, man, everybody is on y'all sideline, and I said, man, that's just the Cedar Hill love. You know, our athletic director, you know, Melanie Benjamin. You know, she's been she's been at Cedar Hill her whole career over 20, 20 something years, and when those kids come back, man, we just love to see them, and we want to make them feel still feel like they are part of that of that long home culture just because they helped to build it they 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 were the grace they, they laid some of them laid the foundation and the groundwork for where we are today so all of those kids are always welcome you know our, our sideline is a who's who sometimes on friday depending on you know what what colleges are doing and uh you know this year we uh, you know our rivalry game versus DeSoto, man it was it was it was crazy man it was it was you know, over you know, thirty uh, college college coaches on on the sideline, and all our all of our kids, you know, that are, that are able to travel back for that game, come back to see that game. It was Jack Buck cold this year, but it was it was it, it was great. Uh, so we we keep a a good line of communication open with our with our alumni and those guys that that come back and uh and try to uh, really really pour back into our program. You know, Dreyfus Jackson. Who, um, who was a quarterback for us, uh, probably probably one of the most prominent quarterbacks played at Rice. Uh, and, and, and he has, he has a, had, had a started up a quarterback school. He came back and, and, and poured into some of my kids. So they're always coming, always coming back to, to, to lend, to lend a helping hand. And so, there's so many, so many stories, Brady, man, I can't, I can't choose just one. It's just so, it's so many because our kids, they, they love it. They love it. All our alumni, they love it. You know, some of them I got a chance to coach. Some of them I didn't. But uh, but that Longhorn love is always there. That's that's funny. You you mentioned uh, Adam, who was at at Oklahoma. I actually got to uh, work out with him in in Houston when we were getting ready for college. Uh, um, whatever they are, senior workouts for the NFL. Uh, you know, a great offensive lineman, really really smart kid. You know man now uh but yeah. uh it's that's a cool you know kind of a blast from the past name but um there's even you know kind of and i believe they came from cedar hill now there's a school here in oklahoma uh jones high school uh, i believe their coach came from cedar hill and and uh you know you go to their game it's a lot smaller but it's almost like they transplanted you know cedar hill over to to jones oklahoma and they're turning the horns loose and and unfortunately, the time I got to watch them, they beat my dad's high school team. But um, but it, it's it's cool to see, you know, their warm ups, how they come out. The they're all, you know, turn the the horns loose, and um, it, it's cool to even see that that whole kind of culture trans, transplanted across states to another school. And and Jones has been a, a very relevant at their at their you know at three A and two A uh, these past five six years. Yeah, Dave Dave Martin. That's uh, we call him Billy Jack. You know, he's a baseball he's a baseball guy. You okay. know, and uh, we we turned him into a football guy. And uh, he used to be, you know, back in the day when I was young and fit. You know, that was, he was my workout partner in in, in the mornings. <laughs> and uh, well, we had a lot of we had a lot of good talks. And uh, he had an opportunity to go back to the, the actually Jones is his, is his hometown. 
where he graduated from. So he was uh, he was in on uh, on the on the introduction of all of the TTHL. Uh, he he left right before we won uh, the, the state the state championship, but but he was there throughout the whole foundation. And, and man, he's done a marvelous job up there, up there at Jones. And uh, he's continuing. To, he's he's got the uh, the Longhorn tradition up up north. Got it going pretty strong. <laughs> yes, he does. So, Coach, you know, you mentioned having some 240, 250 kids in your boot camp. Um, we don't have that, but we got 150 kids, you know, coming out to practice. How, how are you practicing? How do you split up your coaches? How do you split up your practice? How are you getting all of 250 kids or if it's attrition down to 200 kids, how are you getting all those kids practice, um, you know, during the season? Because all the big schools across the country, I think that's always what they want to pick the brains of the other big school coaches. How do we, how do we not lose those, you know, those bottom hundred kids with, you know, only a certain amount of coaches, how does everyone get coached and, and development? It seems like is easily, it's easy to lose some of that young kid development because you've got all these older kids that you're working for, um, for, for the right now. Yes, sir. You know, we're, uh, we've, we've been fortunate to, to, to over the years to, to have our schedule to be just, I mean, pristine where uh, we're able to accommodate every kid. So our freshmen, they have first period athletics. So in season, they'll, they'll practice in the morning. And, and, and if there's a, uh, probably the, the, the biggest headache of, 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 of our whole operation as far as practicing concern is concerned, that will be one of them because some of them just have a hard time get, getting there. Uh, so we have to be real creative in, in, in making sure that those kids uh, get, get to practice on time in the morning. So we will, we will start them probably probably around 6, 6.45, that class period is over around uh, 9, 9 o'clock. So we'll, get, we'll get, them, get them going. They'll go in the mornings, uh, like I said, during, uh, uh, during the lunch periods. Our, our varsity, our varsity my, my coordinators, and uh, just my offense and defensive coordinators, they'll take, they'll take the varsity during the period. This is in season. So all of our weight lift and all of our all of our meetings we will do in fifth in fifth period athletics. While they're doing that, the the, the rest of the staff they'll take the JV out, and I we get the bulk of our JV practices during during the period. And that's the blessing of being able to have athletics in in the midday is that you can make sure that you service those JV kids um, because after school this the, the JV. They go through individual periods with us, but they are direct service. They are our tag team, our scout teams for our varsity solely. So all of their work gets done during, during the period. Uh, and then we'll have, a, we'll have a, a couple of special teams that we'll do with the varsity during, during the period as well. But uh, that's, that's kind of how we divide them in. Of course, after school practice is, a, is, is devoted straight, straight, to the, straight to the varsity and those JVs. They they uh, act as our as our scout attack teams and giving giving those varsity guys a good a good look. Now in the morning, you know we have we have four designated uh, freshman coaches, but both my uh, coordinators are in there. I have uh, my defensive end coach. He's my special team coordinator. He's a he's a his second sport is freshman basketball. So he's in the freshman period as well. When basketball season comes, he goes to the he goes to the uh, basketball courts to practice with them. And then my track coach, my head track coach, who's our receivers coach, uh, he's, in, he's in there as well, and as well as myself. So they have, we have nine, we have nine coaches, you know, five of them that are varsity that work, with, that work with the freshmen. And then we have our whole entire varsity staff work with the JV during the, during the athletic period. So we're, so all of our hands, are touching every uh, are touching every kid in the program, so that's how you, you you really get to know them. You really get to keep them, you know. Uh, yeah, and 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 of course, you know, freshman coaches are uh, they they can be they can they 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 can be uh, dictators, and you have to let those let those guys know these kids are 13 and 14 years old, and your job is to make sure that they make it through the ninth grade and get to JV football. Y'all can go, you can go, you can go 10 and 0, you can go 0 and 10. 
but I don't care. All those kids, the majority, 95% of those kids need to make it to fifth period athletics next year. So that's kind of how we divvy it up uh, staff-wise staff to make sure that we service, you know, everyone in the program. Man, Coach, that is huge. You know, I would think getting to have your varsity coaches or some of your varsity coaches at least, especially you as the head coach, getting to work with your ninth grade kids. You know, even if it's not – even purely football-wise, it's a great thing. But just for those kids to know you guys is is unbelievable. You know, here in Oklahoma, obviously, we're, we're last we, – we do get a period of football, um, but it's only one period. So we've got a whole ninth grade staff that – we don't ever see our ninth grade kids so they come up and and it's a huge loss for us that that we're not able to do that. It's a loss for those kids. Yeah, it's 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 a big it's a it's a big deal, you know. Uh, you know, if you you know, you got you got, you know, you you wanna you know, that's and, and our schedule is good, but there's there's so many other people that have that have better schedules. You know, I know at Duncanville, excuse me, their uh coordinators, you know, they're on a block schedule. So they have four classes, four classes a day. I know uh, one day they have uh, two classes, and uh, you know, uh, and an athletic ad, athletic period, and and they're they're in both they're in both freshman and varsity athletics. And then on one day they only have one academic class. They're in, in both athletic periods, and then they have a coordinator period. So you know, uh, you know, everybody kind of kind of scratches that scratches that back a, a, a different way. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it, that, that's a blessing if you're able, able to do that. And, you know, of course, you know, you, those coaches want to try to get out of their classroom as, as much, as much as possible. But, uh, you know, our way is, is, is not bad. And uh, we get, we get a chance to, to, you know, touch a whole lot of kids that way. That's exactly right. So coach, I, you know, you guys, I believe, uh, have all your JV games on a Thursday. And so you guys almost truly have, and especially with how you guys split up practice, you've got a true junior varsity team and you've got a varsity team. How does that work with you guys deciding who's on junior varsity, who's on varsity? Is that, do those kids have a chance through the year to bump up due to injury? Or is it your ones, twos, and threes are with varsity? How do you guys work that in? And, and, most mostly, you know, again, if we've got a tweener kid, a kid that's, you know, the sixth best offense alignment, you know, in Oklahoma, we have a junior varsity on Monday. And so that kid can play on Monday, get a ton of reps in, in, a, in a game, and then he's ready to go on a varsity night, you know, on Friday if, if an injury were to occur, where with you guys playing the night before obviously makes it a lot more difficult. How do you guys, how do you as a head coach structure that with who you want on on which squad? Well, you know, uh, and it's crazy that you say that. You know, we you know we use spring football to our advantage. When we when we finish when we finish spring football, there should be very few question marks. There should be you know we, we get we get a, a thirty days to get 18, 18 workouts in, and uh, you know we'll typically have uh, four scrimmages, and the fourth usually is our big you know, uh, spring game, spring game scrimmage. So we have an opportunity to uh, evaluate those, those young kids throughout, throughout that process. Uh, you know, at, at Cedar Hill, you know, uh, we have, we have a large, a large, we, we tip, we, since I've been, since I've been at Cedar Hill, we probably never had a class of, of, of seniors that was, that, that numbered under 50. It's always Jeez. 50 more, more seniors each year. So that, 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 that tells you right there. I only have 90, 90 uniforms, you mm -hmm. know. So, um, you know, we, 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 we put a high premium on running those kids through, through the program. Our junior varsity is a true junior's own varsity a lot of, a lot of times. We have two, we have two JVs. Uh, we have a more developmental JV, JV group. And then we have, then we put the, the the guys that are really is really like our third team varsity is our main main JV. And uh, shoot, since I since I've been, I mean we 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 won a lot of we won a lot of JV district championships uh, around around here. And our, our our kids, you know, we won we lost one game last year. Other other two years, I think we've only lost two year, two games in the last three years on JV. So that kind of that kind of lends itself to making sure that uh, 
our kids are really running the program and, and they're ready once they get to Friday nights. Um, we have, like I said, we have very, very few juniors and you have to be exceptional to be a sophomore on varsity. So we look at it like this, you know, if they're, if they're going to play, we'll bring them up. If they're not going to play, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring a junior up to watch on Friday night when he can play every snap on Thursday night. So, uh, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of how I feel about bringing kids up. If, if, I, if we get, we bring somebody up that's not, that's just going to be on special teams, you know, we'll do that in the playoffs. Let that kid go get some quality reps so that when he, when it's, when it's time for that kid to play, if he's not in that too deep rotation, you know, then it's going to be hard for him to make, the, make that varsity squad. Uh, and, you know, of course, you know, those skill positions, receivers and corners, there's so many of them water bugs around there. You know, it, it's, it's hard to get them on the field as it is. So you don't want to add to that by bringing those other, other kids up when they could be playing. So if you plan on Thursday night, you're going to play. We've got two freshman teams and we're going to have two JV teams. You're going to play. You're going to play somewhere. Everybody should be getting developed. And I think that that lends itself in, in, in helping helping those 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 underdeveloped kids really, really grow and get some experience and have a good experience, you know, playing the game as well. Coach, I'm interested to, you know, kind of hear how, how you guys practice. I mean, knowing that you guys are doing, you know, things in a period, an athletic period, you know, and then obviously after school, how long do you guys go? You know, what kind of tempo is it at? I think that's that's always an interesting thing for me to hear too. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, in in the period, you know, we only have we only have 50 minutes, so they in every every day for them is is uh is helmets is helmets and shoulder pads. So when that you know they they got they got they really got to probably by seven minutes, you know, regardless of where you are in that building. You got you got seven minutes to hit that to hit that back door, but everybody gonna be doing some up downs because your buddy's <laughs> late. So you can imagine you can imagine what that looks like run down that hallway, those guys trying to trying to get dressed and, and, and get on out there. So um, that, that 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 JV practice, you know, we have we have it we have it modeled to where uh, they the, every day they'll get uh, a short a short individual and. Uh, and, and, and then they'll service they'll service one another. While the, the you know we have a JV red and a JV white. So if if it's if the red is is, is normally our, uh, our our next our, our best group. So the, the white offense will serve as the, uh, the the opponent for that week. They'll serve the, the 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 JV the JV red defense, and then vice versa on on the other side of the field. So that's how we get out of you. And then and then they'll go for about. 15 minutes, and then, 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 the, then the red team will service the white team. So we'll, we'll flip it. So we'll have a staff split, you know, uh, with, with some of the offensive coaches down on one end and some of the defensive coaches down on the other end. And we just, we're there, they're, they, they find a way to make sure that, that everybody's getting coached up, you know. And, you know, most of the time you're playing a spread team. So it's, it's our, they're running our stuff, you know. The, the, the teams that's, that's difficult will be teams like, um, in our district, Mansfield High, who's going to get in there and run the trap, and they're going to run the, they're going to run the, you know, the, the, the zone sweep and and stuff like that under mm-hmm. center, which our kids probably have never seen. So <laughs> that's always a, a cluster week trying to prepare for teams like that. Uh, after school, after school, you know, we'll uh, we'll start off with what we call our uh, uh, our ABC period. Where even before that, the bell rings at three forty-five. Uh, we'll get kids in. We'll get them dressed. Uh, meetings meetings will start at four o'clock, um, and we'll go from from four o'clock to about four fifteen. Just kind of get them get them ready to kind of introduce the day to them. We'll start our we'll start our stretching at four twenty on on the field, and then at four thirty we'll start our uh, what we call our ABC period, where we'll do a special teams period. Uh, we'll uh, deep snappers, punters, field goal team. The returners, we'll do that. We'll do that by 15, 15 to 20 minutes, depending on what we have that day. Then we'll go into uh, our individual period, both sides, offense and defense. After that, after that individual periods, you know, they'll have some some type of group group period that, that they'll have. Uh, and we have an upper field and a lower field. The defense is on the upper field. 
the offense is on the lower field. So whenever we need, so if the offense is doing inside and the defense is still doing some individual, they'll send they'll send that what we call them the attack team. They'll send that front seven down to beat to get a, to be the attack team for the offense during uh, in doing uh, inside. Typically, we try to line them up and do them at the same time so that everybody so those JV kids can still get all of their uh, individual individual time together. So the offense will send up the the the, the uh, attack team for the defense. Defense send attack team down the offense, and then we'll do seven on seven. Our seven on seven is good on good. So while they're doing good on good with the uh, the offense, the freshman coaches, all of the freshman coaches, since they work work out in the morning, they come back after school to help facilitate the varsity practice. So when the varsity is going good on good. The, the JV is going good on good. So if the JV is doing inside, if we're doing inside and the JV uh, uh, has has some stragglers, those coaches will take those JV guys and they'll do some inside. When we do good on good seven on seven, the JV does good on good seven on seven. So we'll try to mirror mirror the practices uh, uh, that way. And then of course we'll do we'll do team and, and things of that nature. So we once we do team or tag teams to go back as well. And, and help 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 uh help on the other side of the ball. Um, it's pretty it's it's pretty simple, you know. Mondays and Tuesdays are uh, real heavy days on the grass. We're gonna get twenty. We're gonna get twenty one periods uh, on on Monday on Mondays and Tuesdays. On 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 Wednesday, on Wednesdays we'll kick we'll kick way back. We'll take everything to the turf. We'll get we we won't be on the grass fields. We'll go to the we'll go to the game field. We'll work on we'll work on the turf. We'll we'll uh, we'll start out by doing our uh, a good on good blitz pickup. So now we'll we'll do a whole line uh, and they'll, they'll call out the, the out defense will be bringing their various blitzes. Offense will be working their various uh, uh, protections and we'll, we'll we'll be working those. And at the, and when, while they're doing that, we'll be doing one on one with the safeties, cornerbacks, and the receivers goal line one on one into into the end zone. So uh, those those are those is how we'll start off on Wednesday. Then we'll do our we'll do team period, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with a seven good on good seven on seven, and then we'll run through at least four or five of our of our kicking games, and then that's it for the week as far as after school workouts. We'll get that we'll get that done on on Wednesdays, and then on Thursday Thursday the JV the JV will be getting a game uniforms and they'll be going through game day walkthrough during the period and then uh, uh the, the coordinators and 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 a few of the head, and, and a few of the position coaches will be doing our game we'll be doing our uh walk the field uh play the field game on thursday before before uh the game and we don't we don't do anything after school because we have freshmen and jv games after school so that's kind of our our week week in a nutshell i hope that kind of i hope that was clear i know some of it was kind of molded up there no that was awesome I, I was writing away on the whiteboard here so i appreciate it man got you got you and if uh i you know you guys want i, I can send you a, a, a practice schedule you know whatnot if, if, if you want to kind of see how we lay it out on, on paper awesome yeah coach obviously we, we'd, we'd really appreciate that um uh so so my kind of my other big thing with such a big school is you got all these kids is to me figuring out who is playing what position as far as you know for me it's always been offense or defense o offensive line guy wants you know the five best biggest athletes the defense <laughs> line guy wants the same um you know i think coaching for you would be unfortunate you, you know the defensive guy you know hoping you're not you're not sending all your good guys over to defense but but how does that meeting go? How do you guys sit down, talk, and, and decide, hey, this guy's a DB, this guy's a receiver, this, you know, what side's he on? What, what's, your, what's your process or what's your, your thought behind where guys go as a head coach? That's a great question, and that's always, that's always a battle. Um, I think the easiest, the easiest way, you know, and, and it doesn't always match up and line up the way you want it, you know, hopefully, and, and, and if it was a perfect world, they get it right in the seventh grade. <laughs> they, they, they play up in the seventh grade, they play it in the eighth grade, they play it in the ninth grade, they play it in the JV. You know, so hopefully 
by the time they get to be a senior, they've played their position for six years, you know, and, you know, and that's kind of, that's, that's the charge that we try to, to give our, uh, our junior high coaches is to try to put those kids in the best position to where we can uh, project where they're going to be when they're juniors and seniors so that we don't waste a lot of their formative years somewhere where they're not going to be. You know, of course, you always got that quick, quick guard that's going to tell you he played fullback, you know. Man, you, 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 for us, you're going to be on that line. You know, you, know, you always had, you always had that kid with those, with those, you know, skill position dreams. And uh, we, we, we have to, you know, you have, you have to take care of that early in their career. But, you know, we, we typically, I, I typically let the coordinators hash it out. I'll veto it if I just see something totally, totally different. Uh, but most of the time we're all on the, we're all on the same page. And, and just like you said, Rowdy, it's always over those linemen. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, Coach Morales, my my OC. He don't, he don't, he he want to at least have one good guy. You know, he don't, <laughs> he don't, he don't have to have five, but he right. want one one guy that, that that we can that we can say he's a Division One guy. You know, so uh, and, and, and you know, we of course as an O line coach, I'm a former O line coach. You used to taking the bottom of the barrel and, and, and making them the the, the the cream of the crop, you know. <laughs> right. Make making those D line coach try to figure out how how in the world you let those guys block you. You know, you you hear you hear that 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 kind of stuff. So uh, we try to we try to in as early in the process as we can, we try to identify those kids. And 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 especially now at quarterback, that that's that's huge. You want your quarterback to be able to t- to take every step in the phase of your program so that when they get to you, they they have they have a lot of knowledge under their belt and we're not starting from you know ground zero one with them or any of the kids, but especially with that that quarterback. You want you want to identify that guy pretty quick. Well coach, you know, coming up on an hour, um and and just it's been an unbelievable hour and and obviously Texas high school football is great. We've got to come down and play Mansfield and Capel and Trinity and Southlake, and and we always enjoy. We love having them come to Oklahoma, a little bit benefit for us, but um, we love getting to go down to Texas and, and play because it is just such a, a cool atmosphere. Um, but so it's, it's been awesome talking to you. But the before we cut you loose, uh, the thing that I always like to ask guys is when you're watching another team's offensive line, What's some things that they'd be doing that would make you think highly of their offensive line coach? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. You know, so you know, I'm. I, I start with, I start with stands first. My, you know, one, one thing, one thing that, you know, I, I try to get my guys and staff to understand. You know, I said even in the NFL, day one is stands. You know, I mean, you, I mean, if you don't look like you can play, you probably can't play. <laughs> so you know, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of biased on that. So I'm I'm looking at how they how they line up, how they, how they get in how they get in their stance, and then I look at the next progression. I look at steps, you know, and I look at not individual steps. I look at how they how they step as a unit. If you if you're if you're an inside zone team, if you're any kind of zone team, I call it dancing. Everybody ought to be dancing when the ball is snapped. It ought to look. It, it you ought you ought to look like the 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 the, the, the kill high kickers, the drill team. You, every, everybody ought to be stepping in sync together. So that that tells me a lot. The, a lot about about O line and then how they finish. Uh, I, I, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the start. I look at the in between and I look at I look at the finish. Um, and, if, and if those three things line up. You're gonna have you're gonna have a good you're gonna have a good challenge on on your hand defensively just because they're gonna be sound sound in what they do. Coach Lynn, man, it's been an absolute blast. Like like I said, I've been a, a fan of you guys for a long time, and and it's literally been unbelievable to have you on for an hour and and be able to pick your brain and and hopefully now you know be able to to build a little bit of relationship and and bounce some things off with you. But again, I know you're a busy guy and, and you got a lot of stuff going on and, and how much you, you help your kids. We really appreciate you taking an hour to, to share a lot of your knowledge and stuff that you do with your program. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. And, 
and uh, and Coach Harvey Tello, Coach Holly, I said, "What's up?" And, and, and <laughs> eat, eat, eat the captain now. Eat the captain. <laughs> eat the captain. I will do, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys, make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it'll allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.